Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gain, alongside my partner, Jack and Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying No GWJS for article and video updates, and get us in your ear on Spotify at Just Saying Football. Well, buddy, I had a, I had a good holiday, I had great Thanksgiving. I ate a ton of food. How was yours before we jump into Week 13? Yeah, it's great. Four-day weekend. We had football three days out of them. Had some great family time working on a lot of stuff. Um, Obviously, posted my parlay after doing a lot of work this weekend. Didn't hit. Thank you, Texans, in that field goal. Um, But, no, it was great, and now we're back. And this is the great time of the football season where we come out of this Thanksgiving, and now your fantasy starting to heat up. You're, you know, hold, you know, you were looking at your football team in a lot of different ways than we were looking at them 13 weeks ago. And it's, it's about to get hot. Some teams we know are dropping like flies right now. And some teams are trying to gun for the first uh, seed in their conference. So, you know, take us into this, Sean, week 13. Yeah, it's week 13. We have a handful of teams on the bye before we jump into our man categories. We have the Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, New York Giants, and Las Vegas Raiders all on a bye. That is six teams, so make sure your fantasy uh, is all set up and ready. Let's jump into our meh category. We have the Los Angeles Chargers making the way to New England to take on the Patriots. Uh, I mean, our blowout category. I'm so sorry. Chargers favoring this by minus four and a half over under here of 42 and a half. Chargers are struggling. Patriots are struggling. Bill Belichick isn't naming a, uh, a quarterback one. Both coaches are on the hot seat. I think we can all comfortably say that Brandon Saley is more likely gone than around his, his uh, compared to Bill Belichick. Scorching. It's, it, I mean, he's literally that meme of the dog sitting in fire being like, everything is fine. Like that is Brandon Staley when he's getting asked questions about his defense. Yeah. And <laughs> Bill Belichick's just in the same meme this season, but he has six Super Bowl championships sitting around his chair and 300 wins under his belt. So you can't blame the man too much for having, you know, a bad team, but you know, they're playing at home and the Chargers, they need a win. They're a couple of games under 500 right now. They're kind of kicking themselves out of the AFC playoff race. Um, they're favored by four and a half, which I like in this one, the 42 and a half. I'm taking the under. I do not think this New England team is going to produce enough for that to hit. So I'm taking Los Angeles in this one, but with a grain of salt. I'm also going with the Chargers. They just have enough offensive firepower. We're thinking you can just overcome this Patriots defense and... Demario Douglas is questionable now, might be out for this game. That's another hindrance of the Patriots off. I'm just going to, like, I just stay away from the Patriots. Like, they need uh, if, more hindrances. Yeah, it's it's just not been, it's just not been great. But let's keep this moving along. So we have the Detroit Lions making the way to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Lions are favored in this one by minus three. Over under here, 44 and a half. Um, it, it's been a tough one for the saints, but there's a little Jamal Williams reunion as he gets to face his former team. How are you feeling about this one? Lions coming off of a brutal Thanksgiving day loss of the Packers. Yeah. The lions, man. I mean, we both went in last week thinking they were going to handle the Packers just fine. Um, obviously, you know, you see them down by two, three possessions in the first quarter. It was definitely not an ideal Thanksgiving. Um, you know, like everybody said, obviously the moon was in waxing gifts. So, you know, got to got to take that new account on Thanksgiving with the Lions from here on out. And one of the the main thing here is you know New Orleans tough place to play. Also, New Orleans is gunning for a shot in the NFC South right now. Um, 
I, I like the Lions in this one, and, um, you know, they just got to get back to the ground game. Last week, they didn't have a chance. Jared Goff kind of fumbled that game away. Um, but, yeah, uh, give me Detroit. Uh, another game where I, I was excited about the team, but this week they got me a little weird. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Detroit uh, for the Saints. The Chris Olave concussion just completely stopped their momentum. Uh, they were not good in the red zone last week. That pick six was brutal. Uh, well, I said that the Saints are going to win this division. It's not looking like it's going to happen at, at the rate that they're going at. Uh, now they get to face a pretty good Lions team. I think this is a get-right game for Detroit. I think it will be a little bit close. I like the under in this one. Um, you wouldn't necessarily sleep on the Saints defense and what they can do. So, uh, But I still like the Lions overall. Yeah, I will say, you mentioned in the beginning Jamal Williams, who you know played for the, for the Lions last year, most rushing touchdowns last year with 17 in the whole league. Um, I bet you he gets one no problem against his old team this week. They got to give it to him, especially in a game like this. But let's keep this moving along. So we have the Carolina Panthers making their way to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers favoring this one by minus five and a half, over under here 39 and a half. Now, some, some important news here when it comes to Carolina. Head coach Frank Reich is gone. Quarterback coach Josh McGowan is gone. Running back coach Juice Staley is gone. They've all been let go due to their one in 10 start. And then there's also rumors that. Uh, Josh McGowan and Frank Reich wanted CJ Stroud, but abided by what Tepper wanted and Bryce Young. I, w- I don't know if that's true or not. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, there is that one clip of Josh McGowan saying, looking forward to having you in the building or along those lines to CJ Stroud, but not, not a lot of great news coming out of Carolina this week. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to lock in Tampa Bay. It's been a tough one for young. Uh, I think they has got to stick through the season. I have high hopes for him in his career. But I'll I'll just trust Tampa Bay more than anything. Yeah, and I feel like even if Carolina had gotten CJ Shroud, you know, this is a tough, tough team right now to watch in general. <clears throat> they don't have a lot of great weapons. Um, it seems like they're kind of getting figured out midway through. And Frank Reich, I mean, one year, you know, one in ten, you know, that's that's tough. Um, you know, we always see these teams kind of having those coaches. We saw it with Antonio Pierce against the Giants. Alternate coach comes in kills it first week but i don't see that as a case here give me tampa no problem mike evans and chris godwin and ricard white there's just too many good weapons and i think they're just going to run up the board yep absolutely all right let's get some along to the miami dolphins making the way to washington to take on the commanders dolphins are favoring this one by minus six and a half over under here of 48 and a half dolphins got a huge win last week against the jets on the first ever black friday game including a 99 yard pick six or actually i think it was 102 yard pick six uh, what they're um, calling the Hell Mary. Yeah, and that that surmised the Jets season. How are you feeling about Miami? They did lose Jalen Phillips for the rest of the season uh, to a torn Achilles. I believe that I saw sat out there. 15 uh, season-ending injuries in MetLife Stadium since 2020. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I'm always big on they got to just fix that situation there. But I will say one thing. I mean, Miami – On the defensive side, you know, they are great when it comes to, you know, stopping the run, and he's a big part of that. They're the sixth-best team when it comes to stopping the run. And uh, against a team like Washington, that that would be a huge advantage for them. Um, But they're also number one in passing yards on offense. Um, You know, they have the second-most rushing yards per game, Miami, and the second-highest-scoring offense. So give me them no problem in this, but that's a huge loss on the defensive side that just got back Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. Um, and, you know, the commanders, they're a scrappy team. So I expect them to stay in this. 
This can be one of those like live lines. I look at this spread at six and a half because the commanders have kept themselves in games, but give me Miami um, last week. You know, I know it was a Jets, but their defense still got five sacks. Still looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to also go with Miami. This is a commanders don't have a winning record. That's what Miami loves. That's the games that they're winning this season. Yeah. They want to keep it going and they will. I just also think that the commanders defense, especially in their secondary, won't be able to keep pace with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And then what they can do on the ground game with Mostert uh knockmed and uh h and so i'll take miami easily uh and also for for mike mcdaniel he gets to go up against his long former team from way back when uh so that's yeah. kind of fun little, little storyline out McDaniel there revenge game he's gonna little, try to get just, 71 just a tiny one yeah he's going for the record now officially after getting so close but let's keep us moving along so we have the kansas city chiefs making their way to green bay to take on the packers the chiefs are favored in this one by minus seven over under here, 41 and a half. As mentioned already, Packers with a huge win over the Lions on Thanksgiving. How are you feeling about this one? Uh, as the Chiefs kind of had a nice bounce back game offensively. Yeah, so, you know, we were debating where to put this game because the spread's so big at the seven and uh, for the Chiefs. But we saw a different side of the Packers last week. We don't know if that was just because they played the Lions twice. If they were, you know, kind of got them on the short week, you know, the first couple of mistakes, they were able to capitalize. Um but, you know, if they can do that to Mahomes this week, it could be an interesting trend to watch. Um, but I will say um, Packers on the long week, it's something to to look at. I mean, we saw them at a seven spread last week. I like KC, I will say. Um, you know, last week, Rashid Rice, who we've been waiting to go off, we saw Pacheco get two touchdowns, and you assume, okay, great. Well, knowing this Chiefs team, they've been looking for someone to really get a good, uh, you know, receiver game. He had eight catches for 107 yards and touchdown. He's kind of finally emerging this season. I think that's something to watch down the line. Um, but also on the Packers side, they have a lot. You know, they're finally getting everybody, you know, everybody's kind of equally distributed. When you look at their stats over the last five games, the main uh, three guys, uh, Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, they all have pretty much even targets. So, um, you know, the Chiefs are going to be tasked with kind of stopping this spread offense. Um, which is going to be interesting to see, but the the Chiefs need this win now with how competitive the AFC is getting to get the first seed. So you know, give me them no problem. Yeah, I'm going to also go with KC. I thought with the what the Packers did last week. I mean, Rashawn Gary had himself a game. I think it was three sacks on the game. He had two forced fumbles, and he made he was the difference maker for that team. And then you saw a lot from Jordan Love, three touchdowns. He was pretty accurate with the ball. You saw some nice little passes. It was almost like watching someone att- like not Aaron Rodgers. But someone doing their best imitation of Aaron Rodgers, not yeah, like he was, he was just yeah, these sidearm passes, these interesting yeah. looking passes. Again, not like Aaron Rodgers. There's a specific thing that he always does with those throws. But it was if you're a Packers fan, you're probably oh my god, like this. I'm still going with Kansas City though. Um, I think that the Chiefs are a tough team to play right now. They're kind of gaining that momentum and their confidence back. I love what we saw to their ground game with Pacheco and two touchdowns. Um, I played against him. That was tough to see. But in terms of what they can do for the rest of the season, that's exactly what they were hoping for with him. Hopefully Rasheed Rice can build on this game and continue to be something. But I think we're also getting to this point in the season where Andy Reid and Matt Nagy and this offense of Patrick Mahomes and and Travis Kelsey are going to start to come up with some fun plays, start to come up with some things that are going to move their players around and and get these guys really going because they got a playoff push and the Ravens are going to be a tough one to beat, especially with how good their defense is. So they got to start gearing up with these fun plays. Yeah, and, you know, like you mentioned, the adjustment of Pacheco, how many times have we seen KC go into December and make these runs because of those crazy little adjustments? And, you know, last year he was a rookie. Now he's getting that full work rule load. They got the rookie 
you know, she right. And then you got Kelsey there. You know, there's they they could they could kind of tear this this defense apart with how good their defense is playing too. Not a bad roster. All right, let's keep us moving into our meh category. With the Atlanta Falcons making their way to New York to take on the Jets, the Falcons are favored in this one by minus one and a half, over under here of 36 and a half. Tim Boyle and the Jets couldn't get it done last week. No, they cannot. We were talking about how Miami, you know, got him five times. Atlanta, not a, as good of a pass rush, but definitely, you know, we saw J.C. Bates, as you mentioned, Sean, have a huge pick six as well last week. Um, don't want that to be happening in MetLife Stadium. Um, right now, the Falcons are in an interesting position. They, you know, could win out and kind of win their division still. So I think that they have a lot more to play for than the Jets. However, you know, there are now reports about Aaron Rodgers coming off the IR. And if that is, you know, all dependent on how the Jets season is doing, I think that the Jets have to go out and win this game. They got to, you know, get Garrett Wilson involved. They got to get Brees involved. Um, everybody really needs to step up in, in a game like this. Falcons only favored by one and a half seems like a little bit of a trap, but I'll take them anyway. I, I loved what I saw out of them with how they've been using Bijan the last few weeks. Um, you know, still using Kyle Pitts just the same, uh, not at all. And it's just, you know, they, they have just ways and weird ways of beating you. And uh, the Jets, I, I don't know if they're ready for all that right now. I'll pitch to go to Kansas City when his contract expires. But I'm looking at this game, and I got to go opposite of you. I'm I'm going to go with the Jets. I think that the activation of Rodgers, it it's like I, I think in reality he shouldn't play. I think it's yeah. it's I, I just think it's really dangerous for the long term of what you're hoping for him and how he wants to end his career as a player. I think it comes with a lot of risk. Um, if he's clear to play by doctors and that kind of stuff, that's great. Again, like I would still take the time. They're sitting at four and yeah. seven. Uh, it's going to be tough to make the playoffs with that record and how the AFC is already shaping up. The AFC picture is a little bit more clear than the NFC, uh, albeit not by much, but it is a little bit more clear because you have a handful of four or seven teams and they look a little bit more out of contention. Uh, meanwhile, the NFC, you know, there's some five and six teams uh, and that and that's going to make it a little bit more difficult, especially with the Vikings sitting at seven at six and six. But I like what their defense can do in New York. I of course their offense is still going to be their offense, but I think that this is one of those games where Brees Hall can rip off a nice eighty-yard touchdown that gets their offense "quote unquote" going, uh, and then their defense does just enough to kind of keep them within field goal range at all times. Uh, they they tack on points like that. It's not going to be pretty. It will be nineteen to ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think it will be an ugly, gritty Jets win. They heard the news about Aaron Rodgers. So you got to make him if you if he's actually going to play, you got to win this game because if you lose this game, you drop to four and eight, you're done. Rogers is not going to be activated. Your season's done, and we're going to start to beginning here hearing more rumors about who's getting fired and when are they going to be getting out of the building. So if you if they, like anything happens, it's now, it's now, Jets, and against a very beatable team, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's it's you know like you're saying, it's just so competitive. I feel like if you know this team was in the NFC, you'd kind of find yourself looking at it differently. But like you said, the Jets defense definitely keeps it interesting. Um Atlanta's O line is a weakness, as Ritter is a weakness. So and like you said, I'm I'm kind of picturing now this giant breeze play. I'll stick with the Falcons. That that was I'm just saying it's like you said, this could go either way. As much as I don't trust Tim Boyle, I've been talking the whole season about how I don't trust Desmond Ritter anyway. And also uh, about the playoffs, when I say it's really difficult for them to make it, they're currently the fifteenth seed. 
in the AFC. The only team, the only team below them, New England Patriots. You know, you got the Titans, you got the Chargers, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Bills, the Broncos, and the Texans all ahead of them. So if you're going to have any chance of Rodgers coming back, got to win this game. But let's keep us moving along. Talk too much Jets. Uh, and They're not even the Jack's favorite team in New York. I'm sorry. We got the Arizona Cardinals making their way to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are favored in this one by minus three over under here, 39 and a half. They finally had a 400-yard game. Steelers finally. fans are happy. Matt Canada's gone. Najee Harris is scoring touchdowns and is looking happy. Deontay Johnson is not going after fumbles, but he talked to his teammates and everything's okay. At least everything's okay with him. But I got to say, this Steelers team, I know that Tomlin is loyal, but there's going to have to be some changes going on in this offseason. Everything is so confusing. I don't know if Najee or Jalen are better right now. I don't know if they're giving it to Pickens or if they're giving it to Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, last week, you know, Farmuth kind of had his big his big day, you know, having Finally. nine catches, 120 yards. So you don't even know where they're going. And I think Arizona, you know, beatable team. You're playing in Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh's favored. It's going to be a lower scoring game. And I do expect a big game out of Kyler Murray. He's starting to get hot despite that they kind of know that this season is destitute. But um yeah, give me the Steelers, no problem. At home, minus three, I'll take it, no problem. They genuinely find these weird ways to win these games. And with Joe Burrow out and with, you know, the Cleveland Browns having no Deshaun Watson, they are looking at this like, hey, why can't we just make this little playoff run this year? And the Steelers are dangerous when they're in that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they don't have a losing record yet under Mike Tomlin. I'm also going to go with Pittsburgh. Uh, for me, I think what it is is the Steelers' defense is really solid. I think this Cardinals' offense, it's it has been lackluster. They really struggled last week against the Rams. You know, they had a garbage time touchdown, only 292 total offensive yards. That's not ideal for any offense in the NFL. Um, you know, ball carries weren't getting more than six carries. I do think this will be a slightly better game for them. I expect them to get like slightly more yards get James Conner going uh, a little bit more to sort of help out Kyler. But I'm looking at this game, and I just think there's no way it's not the Steelers. And to your point, I mean, Steelers are 7-4. and They still have a chance. You're absolutely right. I mean, Deshaun Watson is out. He's injured. Uh, There's a – I mean, like, they're – as it, all the Browns – Steelers, with all the crazy stuff happening in the AFC, they actually slip in there. Yeah, and if they win two more games, Mike Tomlin's record continues. So th- there's a lot that we they're playing that, for. We freaking love Mike Tomlin on the show. <laughs> yep, and also, I mean, they have this offense now in front of their uh, their home crowd, Nomad Canada. So I do. I think this is going to be a big game for their offense. Hopefully, Kenny Pickett backs up this this last game against the Bengals with something big. Because yeah. you know, I'm I'm not he, saying they should abandon him. It's it's only year two, but. You know, you just want to see some touchdowns. Show us why in year three you are going to take us a step and uh, the next step. And this is a good game to do that. But let's keep us moving along. So we have an AFC South battle in the Indianapolis Colts make their way to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans are favored in this one by minus half by minus one minus half by minus one with an over under here of 41 and a half. Um, How are you feeling about this one? The Colts are still in playoff contention. Titans are coming off of a big win. Yeah, um, you know, last week I, I picked the Colts because I thought, you know, Gardner Minshew could, you know, kind of throw like that, and he still can, man. He's killing it, and the Titans are a great matchup for them to kind of continue 
what they've been doing is, you know, tying, kind of having these high scoring games in good matchups. Um, you know, Indianapolis, no JT for the next couple of weeks. We'll get into that. But, I mean, the Titans, you know, I've been saying it to you, is this is officially time to, like, unleash the Yeti. You know what I'm saying? Let Derrick Henry in December run the ball as much as you can down the defense's throat to win the game. I want – I wanted to pick the Titans because they're at home, divisional opponent. I love that. They're favored. But the Colts, they keep winning these games where I don't expect them to win these close games, and they're closing them out. The defense is playing well down the stretch. Um, you know, I, I think that although I expect a huge game from, like, Derrick Henry this week at home, I do think Indy slips out the win, and, um, you know, they'll be a nice underdog this week, even though it's only minus one. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I'm also going to go with Indianapolis. And Minshew played in this game earlier. Richardson had gone down with injury, came in, was 11 for 14, 155 yards. Down had a really – Downs had a pretty good game, uh, 92 yards off of eight carries as well, their rookie. And then Moss, it was the Zach Moss show with 23 carries for 165 yards and two touchdowns. They ended up winning that game 23 to 16. Um, Zach I, Moss. I know. <laughs> Picked him up in fantasy. Very happy about that. But look, the Colts are are sitting here. They're they're still in the playoff race. They got the seventh seed at six and five. They're second uh, in the AFC South, just behind uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is a very very winnable game for them. All right, this is the Tennessee Titans. Will Levis has had some good games, some bad games, some mediocre games. The Colts defense is pretty solid. Run the ball well with uh, Zach Moss like you guys did earlier in the year. And then Minshew just be consistent. If if they can yeah. do what they did last week basically against the Browns or against Tampa Bay, which has a pretty solid defense with, I think, a, a better offense than Tennessee, and they can win a handful of games and surprise some teams. Minshew, isn't, Minshew is not a bad quarterback at all, and I think that what we're seeing again this year, and I mentioned a few episodes ago, with Josh Jobs and Gardner Minshew is that having a quality backup becomes really important. Look at the Bengals right now with Browning. You know, the mindset is, well, you're just going to gear up for 2024. You know, meanwhile, the Colts and the Vikings, you're sitting here at week 13 saying, well, they don't have their starter, but there's a chance here. There's a there's a, a way here. So I think that don't sleep on what Minshew can do for sure. Um, yeah, no, and the key really is like these these games, like you were saying, is they're still in playoff contention, bottom line, whether they have JT or not, they got to really do it. We've seen a lot of Michael Pittman over the last couple of weeks, so you just, you know, we got to kind of have that continue. Um, you know, the Colts are not a bad team. I, I'm really wondering, you know, what Richardson, you know, would be doing kind of if he was playing at this time. But, you know, this is still a good team. Um, and that's why we're both taking Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move us right along through the Cleveland Browns making the way to L.A. to take on the Rams. Cleveland is favoring this by minus one over under here of 39 and a half. Rams dominated the Cardinals last week. Uh, it was really impressive. How do you think the Browns are going to be able to handle this? I don't know. I mean, the Rams at home seem to be, like, weirdly prepared for these teams. And, obviously, they're psyched to have Kyron Williams back. Um, you know, he ran for 142 on 16 carries. Uh, he also had 61 through the air. and He had two touchdowns, both through the air. I mean, he truly – um, you know, I remember when he came out of Notre Dame, everyone was like, oh, well, he's 5'8", and he reminds me kind of like a, um, you know, just kind of like a Darren Sproul. But he is a legitimate, you know, full-on power back. Um, we have 
um, essentially, um, you know, an opportunity to see how good this LA defense is if they're going to go on a run. We have to remember this team did go through a lot of changes last year after just winning the Super Bowl two years ago. The Browns, they have a great defense, but Matthew Stafford is a bet and he knows what he's doing. And if it came down to him and DTR down in the two minute, I, I would take Matthew Stafford at home over time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, DTR is dealing with an injury. Miles Garrett is dealing with an injury. These are guys that, you know, on game day might not actually get to suit up, and that will be a huge loss for them. So I'm liking the Rams in this one. I'll absolutely take them. I've saw, uh, seen some reports. Joe Flacco is taking first-team reps, so something to keep in mind about who might be the starter uh, coming into the weekend. But the Browns, yeah, they had, you know, it, they had such a great start. I really felt like they were going to make the playoffs for sure. Now we enter that week 13, the quarterback injury, the running back to the injury to running back Nick Chubb. It's tough, man. I thought Cleveland was getting back to where they were just a few years uh, ago. I know. I can't wait till we rewind the tape. Look how we were talking about them just a couple weeks before all of this madness kind of happened. But at least they don't have any first round picks for the next few years. Yeah. I mean, they didn't give them up or anything. It was totally worth it. But anyway, we're the Denver Broncos making their way to Houston to take on the Texans. Houston is favoring this by minus three and a half over under here of 47 Denver five games in a row. They played really well against the Browns. How are you feeling about this game? The Texans literally this close. If it just went boing and then backwards instead of boing and then forwards it. It's a tie game I going. I want to hit my parlay. I want to have the all day. <laughs> that's what I, I mean, that's. It was heartbreaking, though, for Texans fans because we were talking about last week how that was such a crucial game for them to take control over Jacksonville on this division and just pushes them a little bit further down the mountain. I mean, if C.J. Stroud wins that game and they're atop the AFC West, everybody, everybody's talking about, oh, well, he should be the MVP. We know he's Rookie of the Year, and everybody's got him over the glass ceiling of the Rookie of the Year into that MVP combo, and eventually he should be in that combo. But, I mean, you know, that game doesn't come down to him. That is just a tough one for the whole Texans organization. But he needs to learn how he's he's very young. He's got a lot to deal with. And Denver is a tough team. Playing a tough team coming off of a week with a heartbreaking loss. I'd love to see how he responds in this one. Denver's five straight. Like you mentioned, it's it's just that's, um, you know, we keep underestimating Denver every week. Um, And, um, you know, CJ, I think this is the week that he does. He reacts and he responds correctly. Um, Nico Collins is back. Tank Dell looks fantastic. Devin Singletary is balling out. Um, give me the Texans at home. Um, I, I think it's going to be a bloodbath, though. I think these teams are going to fight. These defenses are scrappy. Um, they both have great number one corners. Um, this is this is going to be a great game. Yeah, I'll take a. Uh... I will take the over on this one to 47. I think that this can easily hit that. I'm going to go with Denver. It's not pretty. I, I, you know, I don't love saying that. I'm a little surprised, but I, I do I do like them in this one. Their, their defense has been playing really well. I mean, look, CJ is offensive rookie of the year. There's no questions asked, and he should be in that MVP category. I think he'll probably have a pretty good game going into this one. But Russell Wilson's actually been playing pretty well. Throwing for 894 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions in their five-game win streak. Their defense has been stepping up to the plate. And that Pat Sertain is going to be the first real problem that C.J. Stroud faces in the NFL, which is what happens when you're number one going up against the number one cornerback is taken out 
for the most part, every single play. Because that's what Sertain brings when he when he comes to the table. So that means that other guys like Devin Singletary, like you mentioned, Dalton Schultz, um, Noah Brown, these guys are going to need to step up in that game. And I do think that C.J. Stroud can absolutely do it. But I like Denver. I think there's going to be something sneaky about them. Russell Wilson looks a little bit more calm in the pocket. I like that he's running the ball a little bit more. Um, so I'll, I'll take them, which is surprising because they just beat my team. But it's okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that, you know, I, I mean, how how are we now kind of talking about Russell Wilson going forward? I think he's around for the foreseeable future. I mean, I think at the moment you still have last season's bad taste. And and while he has the 894 like, and 8-0 yeah, like, and the five-game win streak. Do you still have that bad taste? Yeah, look, I, I'm not saying that Russell Wilson is sexy. If you if, Look, C.J. Stroud or Russell Wilson, I'm taking C.J. Stroud at the moment. But, like, I think that – the la- over the last five games, it's it's an improvement. Eight touchdowns and zero interceptions, you're doing something right. Winning five uh, games, you're yeah. doing something right. Whether you're game managing or making the plays, it, something's working in Denver, and I think that they're just going to keep going with this recipe. And I, I do think that as good as the Texans have been, as surprising it has been, as Cinderella of a season that they have had thus far, and I hope that they continue to have for many seasons to come, I, I do think that it this is a tough game. I think it's hard to, to win multiple games in the NFL. And I, you know, I think this could be, you know, one of those rookie games almost for CJ Stroud. Yeah, this could be, like I said, you know, just the bounce back. I, I would love for him to do that in my, in myself. So, you know, like we're opposed on this, this is going to be, this is going to be close, but I will, I will take, I will take Houston three and a half. No problem. I think that if they can get out to a lead, they can keep it. But if Denver, you know, does what they did last week where they can get out to a lead and they can hold it for sure. So, you know, Houston's got to come out firing at home, um, but I'm still taking them. It's it's going right. to be interesting. I like it. That's definitely one of those games to take a look at. All right, let's get into our game of the week because it is a great one. We got an NFC championship rematch when the San Francisco 49ers make their way to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. 49ers are favored in this one by minus three with an over under here of 47 and a half. What are your thoughts going into this one? NFC championship rematch is going to be a good one. I mean, Brock Purdy revenge game for his time. The injury. injury. So this is, you know, obviously everybody knows, you know, that the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and they did because, you know, they were great, but a big part of it, too, in the NFC Championship was that the 49ers had no quarterback. So it's a tough one uh, for San Francisco fans, but they're playing in Philly. It's a tough environment. This is exactly where they were last year in the NFC Championship. Um, I'm expecting big games from all the weapons. We got This is probably the most fantasy-relevant game of the week. DeAndre Swift, um, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Um, you know, we have... Dallas Goddard's still not there, but George Kittle on the other side with IU. DMC, Debo, yeah. DMC. So Even Brock is, Purdy and Jalen Hurts. So give me the 47 and a half over no problem. The one issue I have is I do think that even though the 49ers have Brock Purdy and even though he's killing it, I do believe that, you know, Philly right now is probably the well, you know, the best, you know, oiled machine in the NFL at this time. So at this time, I, I'm looking at Philly to get the win. Um, it will be the upset, but the Eagles right now, five straight. The Niners are three straight. They are getting into the prime of their seasons. Um, who who you like it more? 
Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I, I hate to go opposite of the Eagles. They've had a, such a great season. I said uh, just on the last episode that beating the Chiefs was the defining moment of their season that's going to propel them into their potential Super Bowl run, Super Bowl win, because yeah. you you overcame the team that beat you in the biggest moment you know, of, of yeah. your season last year. Um, now, for me, this is this is the 49ers in this game. The 49ers, you know, there were all this talk in the offseason. Well, Brock Purdy was in. This would happen. This would happen, and blah 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 blah. Uh, but you know that's football. Injuries happen, and the what ifs are the what ifs. You know, you don't know. Uh, Purdy wasn't there, so now they get a chance. He's there. You know, AJ Brown's having fun. He's saying every all the fans, you can go ahead and troll Debo this week. Uh, they're homies. Um, but for me, I really do like what the 49ers have been able to do all season. They've overcome some hardships. They've overcome some difficulties, I think, uh, when it comes to what their offense uh, and defense has done. It's been a little bit of lackluster at times. Obviously, that three-game skid was brutal, but they came right out of the bye. They got right back to it with another three-game win streak. Um, and we've seen just consistency week in and week out from Brock Purdy and what he's been able to do throughout his tenure uh, as the starting quarterback uh, with San Francisco, which is he's going to go out. It's going to be, you know, 19 for 25 to 20 and three. And that's um, what he'll do, you know, and he there's no three touchdown games. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, three touchdown games and him get along, uh, you know, it's never like four, it's never like Mahomes. It's like 50 attempts, 475 yards, you know, three touchdowns and a run. And then with Purdy, it's like, I have just like two twenty and three, you know, a couple goal line see, fades here and there. exactly. CMC ran him all the way there. And then he dunked it off to him for the game. Like, you know, so many, so many of those and it works and there's nothing wrong yeah. with it. It's what Kyle Shanahan does. And it's great. But what we did see from the Philadelphia Eagles last week, and this is the thing I think uh, we brought up a little bit ago where we had talked personally about a stat about Kyle Shanahan, which is that when he's down in the fourth quarter, it's not when this team excels. I think they're like one in thirty-six in in his time at uh, yeah. as a as a player. And what we've seen from the Eagles is that whether they're down, they will they're claw back for a victory. And we saw that against a pretty solid team in the Bills last week. So I, look, I, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if I'm a, I'm a bet man. I'd put my money on Philadelphia just because I think that's a nice bet. They're they're entering. Like, it's a home team that's not favored. You know, so you yeah. got to put your money on Philadelphia just because just because of that alone. But I do like the 49ers in this one. Yeah, and I got to say, the last thing I'll ask you, though, is we talked about this a couple weeks in a row now about these two teams being the two best teams in the conference. So I would say, even though I'm picking the Eagles this week, I do like the 49ers like long term. I think if 49ers had to play them again in Philly twice, I think they'd get them. Who do you trust more to go all the way? Do you feel the Do you feel the opposite or the same? Oh, man, I uh, that's a tough one. I, I'll lean still towards the Eagles um, for the long term. But, I mean, the 49ers in the first five weeks, what we saw out of them, if it's if we are able – if the 49ers kind of get back to that again, I, I will believe in them once more. I mean, the Chase Young made a drastic change in this defense. They are getting after the quarterback again uh, yeah. at a rate that they weren't earlier in the season. But I, I still think I lean towards Philadelphia also just because they have insane depth. It's a little bit unfair. Like Fletcher yeah. Cox was Fletcher Cox was injured for a little bit of that game. And I was like, oh, boo-hoo, you gotta run with Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. That sucks. Yeah. Oh man, the horror. What's what's gonna happen we to you? We gotta your see front how the Niners O line holds up against these guys this weekend. We'll see. 
Yeah, exactly. And Trent, Trent Williams will have a big one against Hassan Reddick. All right, but that's all the time that we have. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, you know, a lot of teams on the buy. Fantasy playoffs are coming in. NFL playoffs are coming up. So get ready. Yeah, get ready. Always make sure to check us out weekly. Just saying football. Just saying football on YouTube and Spotify. Make sure to get us in your ears every week. Um, these games going to be some great ones as we talked about this week. Tell your friends on Instagram for all your updates. Just saying with no G, W-J-S. Thank you so much for checking this out and have a good day. Enjoy.